This week, we begin really a new segment in the Torah with the mitzvah where Hashem gives us to make for Him a uh, mikdash, a sanctuary. Um, and the next five parshiyas of the Torah are really devoted to the building of the Mishkan in the desert. The pasuk that, uh, in which Hashem gives us that mitzvah is, says famously, Va'asu li mikdash v'shachanti b'saycham. Make for me a sanctuary, and I will rest amongst them. And that becomes the foundational pasuk for the Mishkan uh, that was made in the desert, and then later for the Mishkan when they came into the land of Eretz Yisrael, they built the Mishkan in Gilgal and then Shiloh. Um, and ultimately for the first base of Mikdash built by Shlomo HaMelech, and the second base of Mikdash built by Ezra and Nehemiah, and the ultimate third base of Mikdash that we await for uh, with the coming of Mashiach may be speedily in our time. But the wording of the Pasuk, Va'asu li mikdash, make for me a mikdash, make for me a sanctuary. Chazal say, our sages teach us, that whenever the Torah uses the word li, where Sam says, for me, it's something that has an added level of permanence, uh, everlasting nature. Of course, everything in the Torah has permanence to it, but specifically when the Pasuk says that word li, connecting to, Hashem says, connected to me, myself, so just as Hashem is permanent and everlasting, so to this particular mitzvah has this extra measure of permanence to it. Which raises the question that, if anything, this mitzvah, in a sense, is less permanent than others. Because, true, we had the Mishkan and the first base of Mikdash and the second, and we'll have the third, but now we're in exile, we're in Golos, and it's almost 1900 years, uh, I'm sorry, it's more than 1900 years, that we don't have a base of Mikdash. Where then is the permanence of this mitzvah of having a Beis HaMikdash um, when this mitzvah in time of exile, which is so long, seems to be not applicable? And different answers are given to this question. I wanted to run through a couple of them together today. Um, one answer given is that true, the Beis HaMikdash, these last 1900 years is not there, but there are certain parts of the Beis HaMikdash that are still there. Um, we're told that the Aram, the actual Ark, the very center of the Beis HaMikdash is the Aaron, which was in the Holy of Holies. And that was hidden in the Temple Mount by the King Yeshio. Um, it were, it's written that when, um, when Shlomo Melech built the first Beis HaMikdash, he built chambers beneath it just for that um, eventuality. And a later King Yeshio had the Aaron hid, hidden there so that the Aaron, which is the, most, the holiest part of the Beis HaMikdash, is still very much in its place. Um, not only that, um, some of the gates surrounding the Mesa Mikdash were sunk into the ground and not destroyed um, by the, by the uh, Babylonians and the Romans. So there are certain parts of the Mesa Mikdash that are everlasting. So according to some, that's the everlasting nature of the Mesa Mikdash, that there are parts of it that are there till today. Um, others contend and say even, uh, you know, re- regardless of the physical Mesa Mikdash, the Kedusha of the place remains forever. Um, and that's why till this very day, wherever we daven, wherever in the world we daven, we daven facing the land of Eretz Yisrael and facing the Makam HaMikdash, the place of the Beis HaMikdash, and that remains the central place of holiness forever, so that the Kedusha lasts forever as well. So that's answers one and two. Um, firstly, there are physical artifacts, physical parts of the Beis HaMikdash that are still in their place. And secondly, the Kedusha of the Beis HaMikdash is everlasting um, in the place that it's at. And those are both answers mentioned in commentaries, and they're good answers. The, um, what that leaves out, though, is that there's nothing for us to do about that. Here the mitzvah is, make for me a mikdash. 
Um, these answers are saying, you know, once it was made, it's always there. That doesn't leave anything for us to do about it. So there's other answers as well, and I want to mention two more. So answer number three is based on an interesting medrash, and that is when Hashem told the Navi Yecheskel, the prophet Yecheskel, he tells him about building the Beis HaMikdash, the third Beis HaMikdash, Yecheskel says, well, now we're in Golos, so why should I tell them the mitzvah and the details of how to build the Beis HaMikdash? And Hashem answers Yecheskel and says, just because you're in Golos, should you not be involved in the building of the Mikdash? Of course you should. And therefore I'm telling you all the details and all the laws of the building of the, of the Mikdash. And obviously that's a hard medrash to understand. What was Hashem's response? Yecheskel said, we can't build it now. And Hashem says, just because you're in Golos, you shouldn't be involved in building. Here are the laws. And the way it's explained and understood is that when we can't physically be involved in building the Mikdash, our way of being involved is by learning about it, by learning about it and learning all the details about it and how it will be built in and the different chambers and all the different messages of the Mikdash. And when, when we are involved in something in the learning level, that's the way that we can be involved in it even when physically we cannot do that. Um, and therefore, so this becomes a third way of understanding the everlasting nature of the Mikdash, that when we can build it and have the actual physical building, like in the first base of Mikdash and the second and the Mishkan and the third, so obviously we have to accomplish it through the physical building. However, when we can't do the physical building, so then our way of, de- of, of being permanently involved in it is by learning about it and devoting of our time and our, and our, and our uh, energies and our mind and learning and understanding about it. And in that way, we are fulfilling the mitzvah to the best of our capacity today. And that is the third answer. A fourth explanation given by the Samach Tzedek, the third Rebbe of Lubavitch, he says very beautifully, based on the Zayhar. And the Zayhar says that the mitzvah of Asuli Mikdash, to make for me a sanctuary, includes... Not only the general, the base or the uh, central base amikdash or mishkan of the time, but it really includes every bias shel kedusha, every shul, every base medrash, every place of learning, every place of, of serving Hashem that's designated for a place of holiness, is part of the of the fulfillment of that mitzvah asuli mikdash. And here we have the idea that the Gemara says that every shul is called a mikdash ma'at, a small sanctuary. Because after all, the entire idea of the Beis HaMikdash, or the Mishkan, is a place where Hashem rests amongst us. A place that's holy, a place that's designated for holiness. And therefore, when we designate places and we build places and create places of holiness, that is also a fulfillment of this very same mitzvah. So that the mitzvah is not only fulfilled when there is the central Bayis Shel Kedusha, the central home of holiness, be it the Mishkan or the Mikdash, but also through us, um, dedicating and designating places of holiness wherever we are, as shuls, as batim Midrashim, that is also a fulfillment of this mitzvah. So therefore, in summation, we have here four explanations to the everlasting nature of the mitzvah of Asuli Mikdash, make for me a sanctuary. A, to repeat, A was that there are parts of that initial base of Mikdash that are still very much in their place, like the Aron, like the gates of the Mikdash, like the Kaisel Hamaravi that I didn't mention earlier. Um... Secondly, we have the idea that the Kedusha, the Beis HaMikdash, is permanent and everlasting, so much so that till today, that's the central place of Kedusha in the world. We daven towards there, all of our tefillahs ascend there. Three is through learning the, the mitzvahs and the halachas and the details of the Beis HaMikdash. Through doing that, we are be involving ourselves in the building of the Beis HaMikdash nowadays until when we'll be able to build it physically. 
And finally, it's through designating places of holiness, places of Kedusha, shuls, batim midrashim, and through that we're also fulfilling this everlasting mitzvah of making for me a mikdash, making for me a place of holiness. I want to conclude that when we talk about this fourth explanation of making shuls and making places of holiness, it's not only shuls, but actually in each and every one of our homes, we have the ability of designating places of Kedusha. Um, from time to time, whether we make it to a shul or not, we daven in our own home, and we learn Torah in our own home, and we give tzedakah in our own home. Um, there is a special idea of designating places in our home for that. We designate a place where we daven to Hashem. We designate a place where we learn Torah. And we designate a place where we have a tzedakah pushka, we have a place where we're able to give tzedakah on a daily basis. And in that way, we're, we're fulfilling the viasuli mikdash, designating a place for holiness, not only in the shul that's in the city, or in the yeshiva, or in the base medrash, but making our own home a place for kedusha. And furthermore, designating, viasuli, designating places of kedusha in our home, places of holiness, and thereby we're fulfilling this mitzvah of making a place of holiness, even in our very own homes, wherever they may be, um, Again, designating places of, of Torah study, of tefillah, of tzedakah, and of good deeds in our homes. And Hashem should help, we should be able to fulfill this mitzvah of Asil Mikdash in all of the different forms of it, but primarily in the, in the primary form of it, with the building of the third base of Mikdash, may be speedily in our time, may be today. Have a wonderful Shabbos.